0: disgusting to say but yeah. this year has gone fast tell me tell me about this year so 2023 what what is you know you had a huge lot of stuff going on with on with your like life last year um at the end of last year you um uh, i mean you might want to dive into that it's up to you i won't i won't obviously like dox any of that information but um huge amount of stuff going on with you tell me about how things have been in the last few months since the start of the year
1: Oh, so, so like lots of lots of crap happened. So ended up um, finally like because COVID just put a real dampener on a lot of shit. Um, ended up actually kind of getting married and get, getting that across the line because that had been just perpetually <laughs> kicked down the road. Um, but then also with the way that um, interest rates um, and the global economy went, it was kind of in a good position for uh, to like sell place like sell the place that we in and then upgrade to like the final place because while everyone like i've i've preached this and i think like we've had multiple conversations about this while everyone was like yeah. riding around holding their net worth in jpegs and crypto like i would keep pulling it out into fiat and it's just like why don't you have a hundred ETH? Why don't you do this? I'm like, bro, I don't want to hold a monkey JPEG. I actually want to have some stuff that's got to be like that I can actually live in and use and all that kind of stuff. So I ended up buying the, um, like the what I would perceive as like the family home, the thing that I'm gonna be, be in for the next twenty or thirty years. So like that kind of thing. I'm in here, and it's like, did I make it completely from flipping JPEGs? No. Did flipping JPEGs help? Yes. Um, and it's like there'd be people out there that in the next two or three years because their net worth fluctuated up and down or their net worth might be a little bit more than what this is going to be but it's like right now because i've got the the home it's like the house isn't going to drop 90 percent in value i'm not going to be worried about someone sending me a link and i lose the house like it's a pretty solid thing And it's like, you're always going to need, because over here in Australia, we've got like a rental crisis and all this kind of stuff currently. So people are just getting absolutely fucked on like just landlords are like, guess what? We're adding an extra 300 bucks a week worth of rent and people just have to stomach it because there's nowhere to move. So yeah, it's like, I'm not it's not it's never and I told you mo- told you so moment to people that are like playing the game but it's like whenever I got a big win straight out into fiat straight into bank account and then rotated into something that is going to hold its value and what's going to hold its value fiat's obviously terrible and shit um you don't want to be holding bars of gold underneath your house but it's like every single wealthy person in the world keeps buying real estate like that's just what they do like so 100% like <laughs> did that um and yeah in terms of the actual space and moving itself even though it is slow what i know will happen because i've seen crypto um cycle after crypto cycle what's going to happen is in another year maybe two years time when crypto comes back um because nfts are essentially just uh shit coins with like with pictures attached to them it's going to come back (laughs) and there's no doubt it's going to come back um it will and for people that don't think it is it's like When Bitcoin hit a thousand dollars, everyone thought that that was the Uber peak. That was the top because everyone's like, "Hey, we're going to the moon. You're going to moon." Bitcoin hit a thousand dollars, and people like, "Wow, that like it can't get any higher. How can it get any higher than a thousand dollars? That's crazy." Died off for like, had the four year cycle, then ran up again. Had a four year cycle, then ran up again. Every single time, everyone's like, "It can't get any bigger. Can't get any better." No more people can come in and join. Think about how many people are actively tra- actively traded at the peak of NFT market. Um, peasant peasant numbers compared to the amount of people that are actually in crypto. So my strategy right now is being in the space is just like waiting it out and just treading water so that when it comes back, you you are, you understand what the game is, you understand how to play it because from a content perspective, if you're uploading somewhat consistently and being around, you're gonna look like an OG in the space. People aren't gonna watch your videos or watch your content and read your threads from sort of three years ago in th- like from now in three years time, but they're gonna see that you were active. And then it gives you weight to actually kind of leverage that later on down the line. I know that you're doing a lot of corporate stuff. And when you cut ca- like the one thing that you can't fake is being around for a long time. Even if your knowledge is terribly shit, when, when you get to, um, if you're talking to a big brand, it's like, hey, we've been in Web3. We've been doing this for four years. Look back. You can see our tweets. You can see what we've been doing. They're like, oh, damn, you have been. The agency that you're speaking to that says that they've been doing it, they haven't been doing it. Where are their, where are their receipts? You can't see what they've been doing on chain. So who are you going to trust? The charlatans that are trying to undercut us by like 10% or you're going to go with us that actually know what to do. They've been through every market. And that's, that's how you're going to, that's how you're going to win in that sense. Um, So, because every single, when you think about every business, every, what does every single business have like established in and they, they, they say when they've been in business for, because that's their kind of big um, trading point. Like, Hey, we've been around for longer. We've been doing this for longer. We've been building for longer. So that's the way that I kind of see that in, the this space just putting in that work putting putting in that like effort now is going to pay off later because one thing that I look back and reflect on which I think is just crazy is that um Tony Journey Crypto even though his past has gone to absolute shit he raised so much money because he was so respected because he was in doing crypto stuff back when um crypto wasn't hot. When it was like dead he was still talking about it, still doing it. Then when it came back people are like who's the guy that has the most subs who's the guy that is the most trusted okay i'm going to trust my funds with him because of this reason and the next rebirth is when you're going to see these big giants um born because they were just kind of kicking around in the bear market and they're going to be huge in the bull that's the that's the way that i kind of see it so even if you don't think you're doing much now and you're kicking around You are going to then have somewhat, you're going to be part of like the, what would it be like the OG era, even though it might not be, you feel like an OG in the space now in four years time, when there's 2 million people actively trading JPEGs and you're a part of the 20,000 that were trading back and forth, you're going to seem like a, a super tight ultra niche, not ultra niche, but you're going to seem like a super tight like group of people that actually were doing it hardcore that actually know what the deal is and that's when it helps and you're able to kind of like build a brand leverage things get a gig doing something because you've been around
0: Mate, yeah i mean uh, to be honest you've just you've you've spoken about a lot of potential topics there and i probably came up with about 15 questions um off the back of all of those different things um let's just start on the 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 current state of crypto at the moment because we're in this really unique, very very unique position where we have the first macro macro macroeconomic bear cycle, Uh, so global economic crisis. Like you said, you mentioned that rent prices are getting squeezed in Australia. Um, That's the fucking same everywhere else in the world. Um, I've just we're we're experiencing that here in London, Um, same in America. So you know, I've just moved into a new place and. I'm, f- I'm fortunate that I'm still paying the same amount of rent for a much larger place, but that's because I've had to move in with someone to be able to like share that share that cost because it is people are just getting squeezed out of the middle of big cities. Um, so yeah, like th- when it comes to crypto, this is the first time that we have felt um, we have had uh, a global a- global macroeconomic pressure like of a um, kind of a global recession type of level and very interestingly, probably I remember speaking to a guy, a bunch of traders last year who were predicting three-digit ETH in the summer of 2023 and who knows, we might still we, you know, we've obviously still got a little bit to go, we might see that, but obviously as I, when I talk about summer, I mean summer for Northern Hemisphere, so winter for Southern Hemisphere, but um, we're, we're we've seen something that probably i mean i know that i didn't predict um i did not predict to see crypto flourishing in a in a, in a position when there was a uh, kind of global fa- global banking crises but like in hindsight it makes total fucking sense and it is the con- conviction of what crypto represents is is determined what we have seen in the markets uh but this for for us as a as the people who are pioneering Web three technology we you know we are we're in unprecedented territory but what I do feel is very confident that we're seeing some very positive signs. Um, just on the NFT front today, and this is kind of question for Nate. We saw Ralph Lauren uh, brand, and you know, as, as you mentioned, we're in you know the stuff that I'm working on is more corporate stuff, uh, trying to help onboard big brands into using Web three tech. But today we saw Ralph Lauren uh, start to use um, they they sent out a bunch of tickets for um, a VIP exclusive event via NFTs. And they also announced that they're going to be taking, taking crypto payments at some of the flagship uh, Ralph Lauren stores. Nate, what do you think about that? Like, is that, too, for, for me, it's like just continued validation, more and more brands doing this stuff, but we'd love to get your, you know, your sense of oh, on, like, where you 100%, things
1: are with that. 100%. Like I, uh, it, it's silly like when people say nfts and crypto scam but mainly like just like the nft component of it it's like nike wouldn't be investing so like nike wouldn't have spent the money to buy artifact you wouldn't have a fashion house like gucci going okay let's partner with 10 KTF and do like a like a, a collaboration in that sense you wouldn't have um big brands actually spending some sort of time effort money but more importantly reputation on things um because when like look porsche absolutely fumbled the fucking bag when it came to their drop but porsche don't like porsche making an and like a, a 10 a 10 million dollar bag is nothing compared to what they what they're uh what their market cap is what they've got their legacy their history all of that so ralph Lauren, like just dabbling it's almost like a like i said in two things first off it's like hey what can we do that we're already doing that can get us a little bit of press to kind of show that we're we're forward thinking move like moving good uh let's do some crypto nft stuff incorporate that yep great Um, but then also I think it's, um, it shows that they see value in it in some way, shape or form. And also like I've, I've like, I've only worked in corporate world from doing production and creating content and doing things like that. But I was like, this Ralph Lauren thing, this thing would have been decided six months, a year ago, Hey, let's do this thing when it was in a different space. So when something's dropped and announced, it's not like Ralph Lauren goes, hey, it's pumping, let's drop a project, let's do something. (laughs) This is something that's most likely a year ago, someone's gone, hey, maybe we should investigate this thing. Okay, cool. Then in six months time, the marketing people go, okay, for this collection, this launch, whatever we're doing, let's actually start to roll it out and let's get it in place because there's so many stakeholders, so many things need to get approved. And that's the thing, it's not just some random crypto and Ralph Lauren going hey let's, let's drop this thing let's do it it goes through so many hands what does the um what does it look like what are the pros and cons how much effort needs to go into it what's the upside what's the downside like risks are looked at um to ensure that things are things are done correctly and i it's just validation of how things are going um, and then i like it every like a lot of nft stuff that kind of when brands are coming in or companies coming in I reflect back on how things were with cryptocurrencies back in like the 2017 ish. Like, what happened is you had um, basically people in forums would be going back and forth, going, hey, there's like, we need to get, we need to get people to accept Bitcoin. We need to get, like, Bitcoin needs to become the payment. Like, fuck MasterCard. We need to get people to accept Bitcoin. Like, uh, Uh, Sort of brands, institutions. And then what got people hyped, but it never really moved the needle. But it's like what got people hyped was oh, guess what? Um, Emirates is now accepting cryptocurrency. Oh, wow, we're taking over. This is great. This is awesome. Um, And that never really moved the needle, but it just slowly showed you that the cryptocurrency was being adopted and accepted as norm. So what's going to happen is. Ralph Lauren accepting, uh, like using NFT technology, or um, any of these big brands using NFT technology, it's not going to move the needle at all whatsoever. But it normalizes it. What it does is it shows Grandma that only cares about shopping at that particular store and sees Ralph Lauren as a like as a sort of a top tier fashion thing for herself because they make the nice clothes that her grandson wears. They see that and go, oh, if Ralph Lauren's doing something, then I guess it's it's normal. I guess it's not a scam or it's weird because crypto was like, it still is like a scam, like all the shit coins are still scammy, but it's like crypto was seen as a scam. It wasn't seen as legitimate. And then when people started to accept payments, people were like, oh, okay, maybe it isn't a scam because back in 2017, 2018, that's when you'd go to Christmas, um, Christmas dinner, and um, grandma or sort of, Uncle Steve was speaking about crypto because everyone had started to accept it, and it started to make sense. All of this stuff—it just—it's almost just like another um, iteration. It's just a reflection of what we have seen with crypto, which then comes back into NFT technology. And in another three or four years' time, it's not going to make a, a a news announcement when um, there's a payment, uh, so like an NFT gateway, like you buy something. And you get a gift card that is NFT technology. So you can send it back and forth um, with someone. You can trade it on the open market. It's not going to be newsworthy because it is what it is. Right now, you can't even, like, if you try to search for something to pay for something with crypto, you don't know. But when you go to checkout, sometimes there's a Coinbase where you can check out with crypto and Coinbase. It's not marketed as a check out this thing that we've got. It's just fully integrated in, in, like, online purchases now. So the way that I see the NFT technology, eventually it'll just go that way where it isn't newsworthy because it doesn't matter that someone's dropping something big. It just is what it is, and that's when that's when we're in a we're in a really good spot,
0: mate. Well, I mean, to be honest, like the the Ralph Lauren, uh, I guess this individual case study is them. You know, all they did was airdrop a bunch of NFTs to uh, to guests for a for a party for an exclusive VIP party. So it was like. If if you if you are going to be a guest to this party, you're going to need a wallet. Set up a wallet. We're going to airdrop you the invitation. And so you know, there's no financial gain. There's no there's no there's no financial kind of um, part to this. It's just purely a this is a use case of the technology, um, which I think is like probably one of the we you know we haven't seen many fashion brands who have just used you know entered entered or started doing. Crypto based stuff within, you know, with no, with no kind of, uh, no plans to just raise capital. It's, it's like, oh no, they're just using it as like,
1: I think that's the, the worst part is that everyone, like all these big companies, they see it as a way to raise, like, yeah, raise capital, raise funding. But it's like the biggest use case is not, just like you're saying with that. Like I, yeah, like the, I've, I've written, I've made this video about Porsche and what absolutely just, fucks me right in the dick with porsche is that if porsche did just had utility that actually porsche people wanted then it would be the biggest best thing ever if nike wanted to actually do any kind of nft that would sell for the most ever it would be just a like exclusive access that you can then like just yeah. a pass like it, it just it makes so much sense but it seems like they haven't gotten it and the Ralph Lauren thing is, it's like we've got something that a lot of people like that people might want to come to, which is this event. Let's make that tradable. It doesn't matter about yeah. raising capital or what it is like that. If like the thing about the Porsche is that if you could just walk into a Porsche dealership, hey, I've got this in my wallet. Every motherfucker drops their drops what they've got, and gets you any variant that you want. Not for free. You pay for it. You win like you just straight win. It doesn't matter that Leo DiCaprio is in front of you. You skip the line because you got that NFT. That NFT becomes so valuable because the bil- like the billionaire Saudi guy that wants that new GT3, he needs to buy that thing to actually be on par with you. Um if like yeah, it I I don't think um companies have really understood what the tech use case is really is and how it actually works and how value is actually given because it's not about um obviously we like free stuff but it's not about um that it's about getting something that other people can't get and then being able to sell that thing that was just like just exclusive to you which is usually just access
0: yeah well i mean we've seen it ourselves with access keys for alpha groups you know we, we we understood we understood this because we were the first people to deal with this like we were the the first community to actually utilize this kind of uh, this use case i've got a question for you nate so let's push push this out for four years what yep. what are you going to be doing in four years time and how do you how do you how do you see the stuff that you're doing today uh relating to what you're doing in four years time
1: in four years' time, I'm going to be crashing on your couch somewhere, uh, because all all of my investments in, um, sort of, yeah, dog You're NFTs in real estate, didn't you, do too said, well. you
0: literally just said, you literally yeah, now sold the house. There was a great
1: opportunity. I sold the house. I <laughs> NFTized the house, leveraged it, put it on, um, yeah, just it got liquidated.
0: <laughs> you put it on um, blood, didn't you?
1: That's it. Yeah, that's it. I thought, yeah, I thought I'd blur. blow. I thought I'd blow like token farm with my house. Didn't work. Um, the. <laughs> In like so, what I'm like, where I see, so honestly, I don't know what happens in in four years time, but I know that the most valuable thing in four years time isn't holding a particular NFT. It's being notable in four years time that you can then use your um likeliness or your celebrity. I'm use that term loosely. I'm not saying I'm a celebrity, but I'm saying that like celebrity, as in people can recognize you or see you as someone that has some sort of value. If I can, like, I think that is the most powerful because right now it doesn't matter who bought the most, um, who's flips and bought apes. But when you look at someone like Franklin, if Franklin dropped an NFT right now, he would sell the fuck out and just make millions of dollars just because he is a celebrity because he's been around. So how can, so the way my thought process is, is how can I put in the work now to ensure that I am somewhat relevant when that time comes so i can utilize that equity that i've got or that um celebrity that i've got to get what i want at that point in time be it a dope wireless spot be it a um access to something um be it when uh the state or the government body wants to put together a crypto or nft um portfolio thing you can you've actually got um a leg in when the big major bank goes, Hey, we're going to incorporate NFT technology. We need like a consultant or we need someone here. Go for it. We need like, it's uh, just having that ability to slide into someone's DMS or apply for something and go, Hey, I'm the perfect candidate. Look at my history. No one can match my history. And at that point in time, you can't, you can't lose. So what I'm doing right now is staying active publicly so people can see what is going on, just so that I, I look as busy as ever, so that in four years' time, they can't tell if it was a fake busy or a real busy. You just looked busy. You look like you knew exactly what you were talking about. Then you're going to win. It And it sounds a little bit like, oh, do you even have faith in the space? What do you want to do? How do things... Like, where do you see it going? Um, It doesn't sound uh, super positive, but it's like the... Every... Something that I kind of think about is every politician, Um, I guess it'd be different in the US, uh, well, it could be the same in the US, but politicians out here, you become the prime minister, you become the premier, you be- you hold a pe- a position of power. What happens once your term's up? You go work for a big bank or a corporation and you get paid 100x what you're getting paid Um, in power. They don't hire you because your skills are really good. They hire you because you're, the ex prime minister because you're the ex um sort of premier you're the ex thing and what i the way that i kind of see it is when um and i'll try to use a like when a chase or wells fargo go hey we need to have a crypto slash nft arm do they want to have someone that's come out of university that says that they know it? Or do they want to have the spokesperson for it that's getting paid a million dollars a year to be the spokesperson or front person, to be someone that has a brand that has trust, that has authenticity? Because that's when you're going to make a, a fat bag. Like I find it, um, like I kind of see it that way. I don't know what the opportunity is going to, going to be, how it's going to work. But having put in the work now in some way, shape or form will then reflect back on getting that role or that in because when someone does have this big major thing that blows up, um, you're able to slot in and actually take advantage of it. And be it in an agency, be it in a company, be it in something that's crazy and new. And the flow and effect is you're gonna meet some people like I've not been invited to in the past six months, um six to twelve months, I've not been invited to more group chats, more private Discords, more things like that, because everything's contracting. It means you can actually meet more people, get in touch with more people. Like I'm saying right now, if you'd messaged me a year and a half ago, DM'd me, I wouldn't have answered, not because I'm a dick, but because the DMs were flooded with just so much trash that it was so hard to filter through. Someone sends me a DM now, I respond. Like I literally, uh, there was a a guy who was like, hey, I've been watching your videos for a while. I'm like, oh shit, I don't follow you. I'll follow you. I don't give a shit, whatever. And it's just like (laughs) that kind of stuff. That, That thing, it's like, you'd you're able to actually connect with people on a deeper level and actually make these connections, which means you're going to find those opportunities later. So, yeah, it's a roundabout way of saying, I don't know what it's like, but I know that proving that you're working now is going to be beneficial in four years' time when people want someone that's got heritage.
0: Yeah. I mean, so I kind of actually just want to, because I completely completely agree with you, but I also think that, fortunately, there are some other smart fuckers out there um who actually like are full nerds, um I've just uh, I've just put it in put in the chat for those of you guys that have access to it right now, so in the in the in the uh, the VC chat. so this is um it's a diagram that I put in for the Gartner Hype cycle. So this is a yearly uh, yearly kind of um uh, I guess like a tech review from Gartner, um who is a company that looks at emerging technologies and sees where they are in relation to their um, their kind of emergence cycle so you have this very specific cycle of um, that new technology goes in when it comes to uh, uh, adoption with kind of just new audiences and people that use this tech so if we talk about nfts for example um, nfts had that big big bull run in 2020 uh 2021 and like just at the end at the beginning of 2022 which we all know we were all there but then um, in august last year in 2022 gartner released their hype cycle graph which showed that nfts were just about to head on the massive fucking downtrend but if you look at the graph what they say is that there's going to be they're 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 predicting that there's going to be a two to five year ramp period for that before it gets to mass adoption so when me and nate are talking about where we want to be in four years time we are we, we can actually come to the come to the fucking table with some legitimate like maybe you know there is definitely some theory involved with this but and some hypotheses but we are definitely and especially if we look at it with relation to the macro macroeconomic situation at the moment in three four years time when brand, brands and it's not just ralph Lauren, it's like brands all over the world it's creators all over the world There is going to be, realistically, this situation where we will be the people who were fucking around with this stuff when it when it was early, and then everyone said it was going to go to shit. But actually, we stuck around, and what I believe is that we're kind of we're just about to go on the up up curve on that graph. Uh, But yeah, just I don't know, like to to me, it's not even just it's maybe it's not factual, but at least it's giving a bit more hard evidence as to why we think we're going to, we're doing this stuff now and we're, you know, we're making these bets now.
1: Oh, a hundred percent. Like I'm, yeah, I, I, yeah, that's the thing. I don't know where it's going to be. It it makes sense because every single use case of NFT technology just makes sense. Like cryptocurrency just made, it It still makes sense. Like I buying this house when, and th- this is, this is why I like, I, I think a I kind of, when I speak to, People that haven't bought a a home, they don't. I don't think they realize it. But it's like we had money in an in account, and you had to get money to another bank account by a particular time so settlements could happen. And it's like we go into the branch and like, hey, I want to transfer this money to this account. And the branch manager person was like, we can do it, but we can't guarantee it'll get there in time. And it's it's still like three or four days time. Like, why is that? They're going, we could send out the transfer. And the, the our bank may see it as fraudulent and hold it for two um two, two or three days just to ensure that it's real, that, that it's right. It could then go into the next bank account and they could see it as fraudulent because they don't want you to spend money that's fraudulent and hold it for two or three days. So we're like, we can't guarantee it will get there. And I'm like, this is like bank to another bank down the road. You can't just get the funds there. So the easiest way to do it was to do an international wire transfer so that you wouldn't end up with any position had to spend 20 30 maybe 50 bucks doing an international wire transfer to spend send money from one bank account to another bank account just to make sure it's there and it's just like with crypto you could send a million dollars have it there in seven minutes um confirmed on the chain and you're fine you're good and it just makes sense and until people have to send sums of money or do like or bank without having to have anyone involved, they don't think crypto is useful until it's useful. And with NFT technology, I think it's the same kind of thing. People go, but I've got an account. I've got my little um, my gift card. I've got my thing. It doesn't make sense. I don't need it. Until there's a point in time where they have something that's super valuable because they are the person that bought every single... Um, sort of collection of this fashion item, or they did this thing, they've got, they've got this brand equity that they can't sell, they can't liquidate. And their, their loyalty dies with like their brand loyalty dies with them. And that's at that point in time when they're going, it'd be great if I could sell my account to someone that cares about it and I can actually um, exit. And that's why I, that's why I, I it's going to continue because the use case is there, it, It makes sense. It works. And once you've dabbled, it works. I got a friend who works at Salesforce. Um, I got him into NFTs, not to trade them just because he saw it a way to make some money. And as soon as he kind of, he realized that, um, It was decentralized in a way because he was like, how do I log into this? What Do I need to create a password? I'm like, bro, your wallet's your login. It's like, oh, okay. Hey, how can I do this? I'll send you this NFT. It'll give you this ability to like log in here and do this. And he started to really catch on. And this is a dude that's at one of the biggest um, tech companies going, oh, this is interesting. It's different. I don't need to remember a thousand and one passwords. I don't need to remember this. Everything's token gated. I can get what I want in a different way that's decentralized and it made sense and he kind of got it and i think that until people really um experience it until there's a need for it in their day-to-day life they're not going to understand it and once they get it they're going to be like they're not they're not going to want to go back i hate like we all hate logging in somewhere having to forget a password or whatever and not being able to get what we want when it's like look i like just click and connect i want to be able to give someone um I'd like to be like, yeah, give someone something and just be able to set it to a wallet and you know that they've got it. You don't have to worry about it on some database. You don't want to worry about your information being hacked or stolen because we've had a whole bunch of um, sort of information and data leaks from like big telcos and stuff like that. And it's like, why Why is it on a database that anyone can read? Why, why aren't I controlling my data? I control my information.
0: Yeah, man. I mean... Uh... for all of us it's like it's super super clear um and that's why we still we still fuck around with this stuff and my my question to you Nate is currently as it stands because you you am I right in thinking that that what you were talking about when it comes to uh, creating a name for yourself and uh this backlog of evidence are you looking at guys like Tony from Journey Crypto and like Bitboy Crypto, are you thinking? Okay, well maybe in a few years time, we're gonna we're gonna be the NFT version of those those content 100%, creators. Hundred percent,
1: one hundred percent. Like people hate on Bitboy Crypto, people hate on Tony now because of what the NFT kind of um, what ended up happening. But they're able to leverage what they've got, um, their bread and their celebrity to make some money, make a living, or if they wanna make a difference, make a difference. And that's the way that I kind of see it. The first reason that I started moving hard with YouTube content was it's like, the biggest YouTuber had 15 or 20,000 subscribers. And I'm like, the biggest crypto YouTuber had millions. And I'm like, there's there's like a factor of at least a 10X, maybe 30, 40, 50X. And if you just hear, you're going to work. And if you actually have a look, apart from Twitter, no one outside of the, the space is very, is very, very niche. People aren't creating the content, they aren't putting in the work. And that's where the opportunities will come in. Like, yeah, being the, yeah, as gross as it sounds, being the bit boy, bit boy of NFTs in four years time, as, as much as you don't want to hear that, that's going to be the best financial decision that you can, like, that's going to be the best equity that you can have to make some money.
0: Mate, I mean, I mean, ultimately, I think the only unfortunate thing about BitBoy is that the dude is. It, it, well, he he is who he is, right? But like, I mean, the question the question to you is like, he seems, um, you know, it, you you are like an absolutely epic content creator. You are, or you you mean you're a professional creator. Um, this to you, I I always kind of like. I was actually surprised because. I remember it was late last year where you told me, you were like, yeah, I've, I mean, this isn't even, my, NFTs isn't my full-time thing. And I was like, what do you mean it's not your full-time thing? And you're like, I have, a, I have a job. And I was like, what do you mean? And you're like, I have a job. And that didn't make any sense to me. I was like, but you make so much content, you do so much, how, how, are you, how do you have time to do anything outside of NFTs? And it blew, blew my mind.
1: Yeah, so some clarity, it's like the thing is I like like I like making content, I like NFT land so much, but it's it's also like the like I can I can do what I'm doing on autopilot because I just thrive off it. I love it so much that I can do it, but then also my circumstances outside of web3 allow me to actually be able to spend more time than you would imagine doing it. Um, so yeah, it's like, it's, it's just, it's, it's not, for me, it's not hard just making content and just going, going hard at this. It's, it's not hard. It's easy. You just get into a, um, a mode and into a zone. And also, it's, um, a lot of people, they, they get worried about what people are going to say and how people judge them. I don't read comments, like, I don't read YouTube comments. I don't give a shit what people say. Um, people are just terrible people are shit people sit on the sideline and want to just throw um throw shade but they sit there just jacking themselves off not doing anything with their lives (laughs) if you just do anything you're going to succeed you're going to be better than the next person um and it's just a matter of like make some stuff put it out and then just keep keep going rinse and repeat
0: tell tell us a little bit about content strategy at the moment because like it's i'm i'm loving watching your stuff and it's refreshing seeing it on twitter as well like natively Um, Can you talk to us a little bit about like, what are your plans at the moment for the next kind of like short block of time um, and and why you're making those decisions?
1: So what I'm doing is on like, so the thing that I don't like about YouTube content is you make something, you then need to make up a thumbnail, think of a good title. You then got to go through the description. you got to go through like, there's so much you have to go through and it can take longer doing all the other stuff than it takes to actually just make the piece of content itself. And then also, you almost get punished for having a one and a half minute video and it just doesn't, it just doesn't really work. And then I put up a few at some point in time it was actually Kade Kade just ran in one of these group chats was just like, hey guys, you can upload whatever you want to Twitter because Twitter always had like a one and a half minute upload sort of cap. And then Papa Musk came in and just let you do anything. So then there was a couple of times where we were like, Oh, you can just upload anything as long as you want. And it's working. And that's why there was almost a point in time where every YouTuber just started to post their YouTube videos on Twitter. And it started getting crazy good reactions because people are on Twitter. They don't want to jump off that platform. They're on Twitter for a reason, because that's what they want to see. And it wasn't like you needed to put up youtube shorts or tiktok style content you could put up whatever content you wanted get good views and i'm like okay then i started to see um not see some people i guess i saw people like um ash robin put up like a random talking piece just him talking for like two minutes i'm like okay you can actually just put up whatever you want you don't need to have something highly edited you can just say your thoughts to the camera and then have people kind of digest it in a different way some people like reading i hate reading some people like watching and listening and i was like okay if i start making twitter only content something that isn't highly edited something that's just easy to get out and in a semi almost try to do a a semi daily ish vlog then i can show the work that i'm doing but mainly well there's two two things um one thing inject any thoughts that I have or any hot takes that I have. So to create an entire video around this Ralph Lauren drop, it doesn't have enough substance. I need to really stretch it out to do it. If I just make a Twitter video for like two minutes, people are like, but why are you talking about that? It's very easy to be like, hey, today I've like, i mowed my lawn. Hey, I've had a Vegemite sandwich. Hey, I spoke to um, Tom and the dudes from Unorthodox. Hey, also this thing happened. Here's where I think it can go. You can add a hot take onto something without having to write a thread or do do anything and it, it fits in and it works. And the second aspect is if your um, job and your brand is to have, um, okay, if your business business model is to have billboards to sell ad space, how do you make more money? You either charge more for your billboards or set up more goddamn billboards. And the where I'm moving is if I can then have more products, more billboards, which is essentially more things that I'm creating and putting out there, it gives you more opportunity, more chance to incorporate um, integrations to actually make some money. And what does this mean? Nate, you're going around in circles. What do you mean? It basically means if I've got a daily vlog type thing going and someone wants to give me something or do something or sponsor a thing, I can be like, hey, why don't you give me this thing and I will put it in the vlog. Okay, that's easy. It's not weird. I don't need to go out of my way to create a particular thing or do a certain thing. I'm already there daily doing it, which means that I can then incorporate it. So it does mean that if someone's like, hey man, I've got some alpha, do you wanna share it with you? Do you wanna make a video? I'm like, how about you? How about we have a recorded call on my daily vlog and we drop the alpha there. It's somewhat natural. I don't need to, like, because everyone thinks they've got the hottest, dopest alpha, but it's really just like, we're dropping a 10K collection. Like, bro, that is an alpha, like, you, we knew you were going to do it. But having more um, billboards to, like, have integrations with gives you a chance to actually um, get better um, spots, get better positions, get better alignments with people without, um without having to create um without compromising on your the equity you have with your audience. One thing I look at is if you look at Cade, he's just he because he's got his podcast because he speaks to people all day, he can almost get anyone that he wants now because he goes like cuz no one's really asking or reaching out. He can be like, "Hey, come on, let's have a chat." People just go, "Yeah, let's do it." And I don't like um talking to pe- like I like talking to people, but like shooting and editing that kind of content, I don't like, but it makes sense to be able to just incorporate um, Mm -hmm. mini pieces like that. So if I am speaking to someone, someone's like, Hey, like if I really wanted to reach out to someone, I'm like, Hey man, I saw that you are doing this thing or you're connected with this person. I've got a daily vlog. Do you want to have a chat and I can just record it? It's a very easy for them to be like, oh yeah, I'd like to be on the vlog. That'd be great. That's that's interesting. It's another leverage point to actually get across. So it's not just trying to get a brand deal. It's not just trying to get paid or trying to get a whitelist spot simping for those juicy, juicy whitelists. It's also just being able to get... um yeah, get connected with people and have a reason to reach out with people and connect with them. So that's my strategy. My strategy is how can I utilize what I'm already doing daily um, to then create more real estate to then hopefully sell later? That's the thing I don't like I don't know what it is. I don't know how it works, but having that real estate is just a you're in a good spot to then monetize it later. So a lot of my stuff is you create some things knowing it's going to be valuable later and just letting the course run. And then eventually it'll just catch up and eventually you'll be able to turn it on and monetize it, which then in turn makes the effort worth it.
0: Yeah. Man. I mean, like that's exactly why I'm doing the same, you know, I'm the same, like, uh, it's having excuses to speak to people via a podcast, um, making sure that we're just staying relevant by keeping like ha- building up this bank and portfolio of evidence that you're, you're there um frequently um i love that kind of aspect of trying to try you know trying to get people to be on a on a vlog but at the same time there's no one doing it there's no one no one in web 3 who's doing a daily vlog um, apart from potentially kade occasionally but like to see it to the level that you're doing because you're you know you're a professional um but like as in when i say a professional you're a hyper professional as in you are you are a, you are actually a professional when it comes to um like videography you do it in a in a way in a style which is on another level, and there's no one else doing it. There's no one else doing it, so it's an inc- it's incredible to see how are you how are you doing that within your like daily life? Like, has it ha- so? Did your daily life is it different now no, than what so it was like, this a year is, ago?
1: Um, no, it's kind of like it's 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 the same. It's just it, it comes to actually hold up because I just realized that I should be recording this. The vlog a little bit. So, I'm actually just setting that up now so I can feature this <laughs> nice, a little bit. Yeah, in the background. Um, yeah. So, in terms of how it actually works, is what I'll do is I'll. Everyone's got a to do list. Everyone knows what they're going to be doing that day. At least if, like, even if you're doing 20 things, you know the five things you're going to do. So, what I'll do is I'll actually batch record a bunch of the throws and pickups off it. In the hope that I will actually use them. So you might be like, "Oh, how are you documenting all this stuff?" If I like, what I'll do after this call is, I'll mic myself up and like, and I'll pretend I'm like, "Hey guys, so I'm actually going to be jump like first thing. It's like early in the morning, going to jump on a um sort of a Discord kind of call thing with yeah. Tom and the guys from Unorthodox. So let's get into it. Then I'll literally turn the camera to a different angle, like, okay, that was a dope call. Now I'm going to do this." It might seem like I have done like I'm doing it in a it might seem like, <laughs> oh shit, he's moving up there. But I literally did a whole day's worth of work. Then I'm like, okay, shit, I need to do my throws. So it's like, do a throw, turn the light, turn a camera, and it's literally all set up on a um am I able to add pictures to um the, uh, the to the chat? Because what I'll do is I'll set up I'll, I'll take a photo. Sorry, I keep moving away from the mic. I'll try to take a photo of just the random setup. it's literally... Okay, what I'll do is I'll send that to the chat. so You can kind of see what it is. It's literally just um, a camera on a light stand because a light stand is easier to move than a tripod. Um, where is the chat just for... Okay, where is the hold? Where can I actually access the chat? Because I can access the chat on the desktop, but... Not the um,
0: not in your phone. What
1: is it? Yeah. Yeah,
0: I don't know. Where's my phone?
1: Okay. Um. So I basically I just set it up in a way to make it easier to just record. So I will go, um record all my throws, everything that I wanted to do. Then at the end, I will actually take the bits and pieces that actually work and um put them. Yeah, put them in there. So I will record stuff chronologically, um, but all of the throws back and forth pieces here and there, it'll just be, um, it'll be up before or after. So I can batch record that. Okay, I'm uploading the the stuff now, uh, the image now. It's literally just on a random uh, light stand, and I have... Uh, like a wireless microphone that I've hooked in. I literally just set it up, put it in my face, press record, step into the frame, say a few things, step out. And I try not to do too much um, editing or thinking about the, what the throws are, what the content's going to be, the throws are going to be, and just get straight into it. So you're sitting there, and as you're going about your day, what did you just do? You literally just turn to the camera like, I'm going to go do this thing knowing you've just recorded it, and then you're going, that was a great thing. Now I'm going to do, and then say what you're going to do next. Now you've got what looks like a cohesive vlog, or that's well thought out, that's really busy, but you're doing exactly what you were already doing, but you're just recording it in a smart, um, savvy way. So that's the Good way idea. that I'm kind of doing it. And I thought it's hard because to do a daily one, the the hardest part is like putting all the stuff towards the, like at the end of the day, putting everything together to actually... um edit up and put it out because whenever I like, I do like to try to do a little montage piece at the start, but then all it takes is if you miss two or three things throughout that day, it starts to feel a little bit disheartening because you haven't recorded. If you don't record that very first one or two things, you don't feel that motivation to keep going. And that's the, that's the difficult part. But yes, that's what, that's the setup. That's how, that's how it is. I literally just walk around the house with that. Just go, okay, cool. Doing that. And as I'm recording, um, any interview, any piece, any calls, you just literally stand that up, use the ball head, face the camera towards you and just hit record. And they, the microphones last a decent while. So they'll be kind of going on um, and they just kind of almost stay on all day. Then you're good. So like that's the that's the practical application of it. And knowing that it's not, a matter of um trying to make the biggest best most polished thing sometimes the nuggets are right at the end am i going to change the editor out no i'm just going to drop everything on the timeline in chronological order and then just run it through cut out the bits that don't seem to work um but overall just keep the majority of it there and then there you go now you've got another um another product to have to sell or monetize as later
0: love it mate i mean um honestly, seeing seeing like seeing your videos over the last like last week or so has just been su- like super cool and it just reminds me of um, it reminds me of the good old days a couple of years ago when um when things were things were nice and buzzy. but um dude, i'm unfortunately i've got to I've got to head off now um because it's late as fuck here. But I wanted to say thank you so much for joining joining us and spending some time with us. and I'm like we recorded this on purpose because there's going to be a, there's a lot of people who asked us to record it um we we kind of did say that we weren't going to record it because we wanted to incentivize people to come to this but unfortunately a load of people kicked up kicked kicked off because they just physically can't because it's a shit time of the day for a lot of people um so thank you so much for joining us mate and um the fucking sick bit sick being able to catch up mate
1: awesome thank you
0: yeah, thanks, man. Um, and so I'll uh, I'll 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 leave you leave anyone if you guys want to stay around or if Nate wants to stay around, please do. Um, but I'm 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 going to. I actually did want to go back to bed. I'm
1: fucking I'm tired. But the vlog <laughs> is going to look like I went hard. He's going to like it's going hard all day. <laughs> right. Tell um, us when is when are we going to see but, the vlog? When will um, this one be out? 12, Sixteen hours time. Sixteen uh, hours time. Gosh. Sixteen hours time. No, that's the thing. Like okay, when so- I'm saying a daily vlog, like it's it's pretty much whatever I do during that day, I start in the morning and then once I get to like nine or ten PM I cut it up and then try to put it out. But what I try to do is I try to like go to sleep and then if I wake up at a sereno point in time, post it at sort of two or three a.m. just so I hit critical mass with everyone else that's up. Otherwise if I posted it my my midnight is the nine AM US time. So that's yeah. where you, you kind of need to do it after midnight. Otherwise you're just gonna hit a dead spot.
0: Yeah. Fuck. Are you staying up till then?
1: Um. Sometimes. Sometimes I get to sl- It just. Just depends. Just depends how I'm going. Sometimes I yeah. will have a nap during the day, but I don't vlog that. But I had a great nap yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> how
0: How good are those chairs? Are those Are those chairs comfortable?
1: Oh, honestly, they like. Studio? They're 40 bucks for two, 20 bucks a piece. They smell like, they just smell like an old lady died in them, but they're just, they're pretty comfortable. I love them. I actually got them for my friend who's um, a big content creator. He's like, hey, I want to create a podcast for TikTok, but I don't want to actually create a podcast. He just wants to film me and him talking, cut them up like it's a podcast on TikTok so he can become famous in Sydney. So literally we've just like, they were bought with the intention of, doing a fake podcast to try to make my friend famous in Sydney. So he's hired an editor. We've shot some stuff. And it's literally just us there going back and forth, trying to t- say stories about Sydney just to get him famous. So he can kind of get dates easier. But that's no the thing. If it works, people are going to be like, why are you doing that? It's like he could spend uh 500 bucks a month on all of the different boosts and upgrades to all the dating apps or he could spend 500 bucks a month on content and see if he can get better results so (laughs) that's that's content
0: oh my god man fuck it out well um can you at least send us that fucking content when we see it? because i want to see exactly what that's about
1: when when it when it comes out because at the moment we tried to like batch record a whole bunch of stuff and then get it all scheduled so that we only need to do it once every sort of two or three months like literally just trying to think of like the best content way to do it just to make it easy
0: (laughs) fucking hell mate right well on that note let's um go go, get back to bed i'm gonna go to bed so good to chat and so good to hang out man and um yeah sending lots of love back over your way and um we'll uh we'll have to catch up much 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 sooner than this yeah for sure last time easy man thank you so much see you guys hope everyone has enjoyed that see you man